Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. Tonight is Thursday, September the 17th, 2015, and we are going, moving right along through the book of Isaiah. We're in chapter 50 tonight, where we'll start. And um, uh, if you don't have anything to say, Eli, I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, yeah, I was just looking for the passage, I think it's in Isaiah 25, where it talks about the Twin Towers where when the towers fall, I think it's Isaiah 25, uh, rats, I lost it again. I had it written down. But in any case, there's a passage in Isaiah that talks about when the towers fall, and uh, we're getting ready to see that. Of course, the Twin Towers in New York City were the beginning. Uh, Actually... The Zionists don't realize it, but they, they began their own judgments on 9-11-2001. Okay? It's just because the, the whole world is beginning to figure out that it was a Jewish operation, and uh, they, can't, uh, they can't hide it anymore. <laughs> so it's going to lead to their downfall. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and get started on Chapter 50 then. <clears throat> okay. Thus saith Yahweh, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away? And this is referring to Jeremiah 3, 8, where, uh, speaking of the divorce, where Yahweh divorced both Israel and Judah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or, or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have you sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. Wherefore, when I came... Was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that I cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stink, because there is no water and dies for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. Yahweh God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakens morning by morning. He wakens mine ear to hear as the learned. Yahweh God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For Yahweh God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Okay, and uh, the same goes for us today, those of us in identity. The the Judeo-Christians really hate us and make fun of us, and if they would, they would spit on us and pull out our hair. (laughs) But we won't let them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
we won't let them do that. If any one of them tries to do that to me, they'll, they'll find that they'll be laying flat on the ground. <laughs> if they try to. But of course, this has literally happened in the past. And uh, the, uh, the Judeo-Christians are acting out the same way that these rebellious Israelites did uh, 2,500 years ago. Okay? 2,700 years. Well, it's not very popular with most people. They, most people claim no. to want to hear the truth, but if it's not what they want to hear or it doesn't jive with their lifestyle, then they really don't want to hear it. Yeah, and they get angry if you tell them that the um, that they need to get a concordance <laughs> and read the scriptures more closely. They get angry. They think they know it all. So it, basically, we're dealing with uh, adults who are emotionally little children and unable yeah. to yeah uh, unable to read the Bible with an open mind. Yeah, I think a lot of it too is I was very lucky. I never went to any church. When I was growing up, I mean, I we occasionally my parents would get the the church bug in them or whatever, and we'd go to a Baptist church or maybe one week we'd go to a Methodist church. But I can probably count on both hands the number of times I went to church to any church growing up. So I didn't I didn't have any preconceived notions when I came when I came across this message, you know. And I think that's right. the problem a lot of people have. They they've been brought up in churches and they've been fed this stuff their entire lives, and you're talking about trying to eliminate a lifetime full of brainwashing, really, and it just can't be done overnight, and most people aren't going to listen. Right. So what attracted you to identity since you were really not uh, into uh, Christianity, uh, Orthodox Christianity? I came across it accidentally, really. It was after the the Twin Towers attack. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, of. and well, and, and I didn't. I, I first came across this. This is really weird. I came across uh, the income tax scam. I saw an article about it, and I got really okay. interested in that. And I ended up um, digging into that because I'm in accounting anyway. So that mm-hmm. really piqued my interest. And then I ended up writing a, a book about the income tax scam, a little small paperback book about it. And then I was on online one night, just hopping around the Internet, because I started learning about other government conspiracies then. And that's when I came across a, a site that said, what was the real sin in the Garden of Eden? And I clicked on that, and the rest was history. I mean, that was the site that originally got me interested. And I said, wow, you know, I always, I thought these, you know, all these people in church said Adam and Eve ate an apple or a piece of fruit. <laughs> that's not true at all. This makes a heck of a lot more sense than a, than a, a snake that's telling them to eat an apple, and you know, and it just went from there, and I just got more and more interested in it. Yeah. Right. Huh? Yeah, and typically uh, the image you get from, uh, besides the loincloths, you know, Adam and Eve wearing loincloths, there's a, always a snake with an apple in its mouth, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this is the imagery... But then you you actually read Genesis three fifteen or uh, the whole of Genesis chapter three. There's no apple in there at all, right? And uh, the the word snake is a generic term which is metaphorical, right? And then uh, it, it, certainly in this case, and then the tree of the knowledge of good and evil can't be a literal fruit because there's no such fruit that gives you knowledge. 
And, uh, you know, there's no such thing. If there were such a thing, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> I'd be harvesting it and selling it, right? But there ain't no such thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the more I got into the to all of this, and the, the crazier these mainstream churches began to sound. You know, I was like, wow. You know, they talk about this rapture, which is just a bunch of garbage. They talk about, right. you know, Jesus loves everybody, and that's not true. And it's like, after a while, I said, man, I, these people in, in these churches are really misled, you know, but I don't think half right. of them realize it. They're, most of them There's don't not. realize it. Yes. You know, it's they're either there for to make business contacts or to meet a, a, a mate or just, I guess, to look good in the community or, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them are genuine. I think there are some genuine people in those churches, but they just don't. They're not genuine enough to really dig in the Bible and, and read it and study right. it. It takes a lot of studying. And I'm kind of a lazy person myself. I don't study like I should, but um, I still think I, I know quite a bit more than those people in the Judeo-Christian churches, if that's saying anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's how, that's how I got into all of this and uh, got started. Anyway, I'm going to continue with uh, verse 8, chapter 50. He is near that justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Yeah, let our our adversaries come near us and talk to us, debate us. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We're not going to do that. (laughs) No. Behold, Yahweh God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them up. Who is among you you that fears Yahweh, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of Yahweh and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and the sparks that you have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. You shall lie down in sorrow. Okay, so you should uh, you should be a light. You know, Jesus says in the New Testament, uh, "Ye are the light unto the nations." You are the city on the hill. And yeah, you don't think... put uh, yeah you don't put a bucket over the candle, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean we're supposed to be examples. You know, we we need to think about how we when we're around others the because. That's how the impression that others are going to get from Christianity, unfortunately, is how the people within Christianity act. So if they see you acting like an idiot, and and you know, then that's what they're going to think of Christianity. It shouldn't be that way, but that's that's just the way it is. You know, it's like when a secretary answers the phone at a business, that's the first impression that that customer gets of that business. You know, and it's the same way with with how we act. We we are to be examples. <clears throat> Chapter 51, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek Yahweh. Look unto the rock which ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit which you are digged. So I guess he's saying here, uh, awaken to your identity, right? Right. Well, yeah, he's talking about uh, Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Who were, I mean, the promises were made, the covenants were made with Abraham. 
and, and that's verified. So verse 1 is figurative, verse 2 is literal. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, only him, and blessed right. him and increased him. For Yahweh... And he didn't call the Jews. <laughs> he didn't what? He didn't call the Jews. Jews aren't mentioned in, in uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Not at all. No, in fact, they're not even mentioned in Genesis at all, are they? That's, that's right, they're not. <laughs> Verse 3, mm-hmm. for Yahweh shall come comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of Yahweh. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation. For a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. My righteousness is near, my salvation is gone forth, and my arm shall judge the people. The isles shall wait upon me, and on my arm shall they trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Amen. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither ye be afraid of their revelings. Okay, here's a very good, a very good definition of righteousness. The people in whose heart is my law. So whenever you see righteousness in the New Testament as well, it obviously refers to his law. It doesn't. It doesn't refer to... Uh, good intentions. It doesn't refer to uh, you know a, a, a nice attitude or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's practicing His law. That's or what running it means. around saying, "I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love yeah. Jesus." You know, anybody can do that. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> and the ones who say that usually are lying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. Exactly. In verse eight: For the moth shall eat them up like a garment and the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Okay, if his righteousness is going to be forever, how can they say the law has been done away with? Yeah, exactly. It's really common sense, isn't it? Like like we Mm -hmm. said a thousand times before, it's just common sense. The law was done away with. How do you define righteousness? Right, exactly. Verse 9, awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of Yahweh. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Art thou not it that has cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? Art thou not it which has dried the sea, the waters of the great deep, that has made the depths of the sea away for the ransom to pass over? Therefore the redeemed of Yahweh shall return and come with unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Okay, when's this day coming? (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of waiting. And notice it says, therefore the redeemed shall return. It doesn't 
one does it. Just says the redeemed of Yahweh. And who was that that he redeemed? It was only Israel. <clears throat> Verse 12, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou, that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and the son which shall be made as grass? And forget, to the, and forget Yahweh thy maker, that has stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth, and has feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy? And where is the fury of the oppressor? So who are we fearing other men? We should be fearing Yahweh is what he's saying here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Verse 14, the captive exile hastens that he may be loosed and that he should not die in the pit so that his bread should fail. But I am Yahweh, thy God, that divided the sea, whose waves roared. Yahweh of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in thy mouth and have covered thee in the shadow of my hand that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, which has drunk at the hand of Yahweh the cup of it. Thou hast drunken the dregs of the cup of trembling and wrung them out. There is none to guide her among all them. I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, is that whiskey? <laughs> or is that bourbon? What's, what, what, what's the alcoholic drink they make out of the drugs? I forget what they call it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's uh, gin. I don't know. One of those the drinks is that they just uh, <clears throat> let the dregs sit in the, in the barrel, and it just kind of ferments more. And uh, so they... They pour off most of the alcohol, but they they make another uh, alcoholic drink out of the dregs. That's what they do. I forget what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Verse 18, there is none to guide her among all the sons whom she has brought forth. Neither is there any that takes her by the hand of all the sons that she has brought up. These two things are come unto thee. Who shall be sorry for thee? desolation and destruction and the famine and the sword by whom shall I comfort thee the sons have fainted they lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net they are full of the fury of Yahweh the rebuke of thy God therefore hear now this thou afflicted and drunken but not with wine thus saith Yahweh thus saith thy Lord Yahweh and thy God that pleads the cause of his people, told, I have taken out of thine hand the cup of trembling. Even the dregs of the cup of my fury, thou shalt no more drink it again. But I will put it into the hand of them that afflict thee, which have set thy soul bowed down that we may go over. And thou hast laid thy body as the ground and as the street to them that went over. Oh, here's just another statement. Huh? Payback time here is what he's talking about. Right. Here's also another statement by Yahweh that he will use those other races that uh, we have brought into our countries to afflict us. Mm -hmm. Okay. He says this many, many times. Uh, Now, in verse 21, drunken but not with wine. Well, how can you be drunk and, and not having drunk alcohol? Well, we're talking about delusion. 
delusional teaching. That's what our people are drunk with. Judeo-Christianity, yeah. that's yeah. what they're drunk with. Dispensationalism, antinomianism, uh, the rapture theory, that's what they're drunk with. Mm-hmm. Speaking okay. of um, other races coming into the country, what I mean, Europe is really getting hammered yeah. right now. I mean, we we really ought to say prayers for those people. They're they're really getting overrun right now. Right. Well, actually, that's what the verse twenty three literally means. Uh, white people have become a doormat for the other races to run over mm-hmm. us. So go ahead, read that again. This is the second half of it is it's the, I call this the doormat verse. Um, I'll just read the whole thing. Read, yes. I will, put, I will put it into the hand of them that afflict thee, which have said to thy soul, bow down, that we may go over. And thou hast laid thy body as the ground and as the street to them that went over. See? Doormat. Walking over us. Walking all over mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Walking all over us. And, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> what did Khrushchev say? We spit I'll in your face. You you without a, a firing a shot or something to that effect, right? right? Yeah, that also. But we spit in your face and you think it's due. <laughs> <laughs> right? And you know who's behind, well, well, you know who's behind all this multiculturalism sure. push. You know, it's it's the Jews. Um. Barbara, that Barbara Lerner Specter, she talked about this three years ago. So they know what's coming. The well-connected Jews know exactly what's coming, and uh, they're behind all of this push for for uh, uh, multiculturalism <clears throat> in in Europe and here. <clears throat> Verse fifty-two. I mean, uh, chapter fifty-two. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion, put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith Yahweh, ye have sold yourselves for naught, and ye have and ye shall be redeemed without money. Okay, now, uh, here it's obvious that Jerusalem is a metaphor for Israel. He's a, even though it says, oh, Jerusalem, the holy city, it's still a metaphor for the Israelites, you know, the, the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. Oh, captive daughter of Zion. Now, the, the city didn't go captive. The Israelites went captive. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can't take the word Jerusalem literally in every case. You have to look at the context, all right, whether it's figurative or literal, okay? So, uh, and that, that certainly applies to the New Jerusalem, wherever you see the term New Jerusalem, and it's, uh, you see it in the um, book of Revelation, and I think in a couple of places in the Old Testament as well. It can't possibly mean the literal city of Jerusalem, it only means the 12 tribes. <clears throat> verse uh, 3. Oh, I've read that one already. Uh, verse 4. For thus saith Yahweh God, my people went down aforetime into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrian oppressed them without cause. Now therefore, what have I here? 
saith Yahweh, that my people is taken away for naught. They that rule over them make them to howl, saith Yahweh. And my name continually, every day, is blasphemed. Boy, hmm. if that's not true today, I don't know what is. Right. All the attacks, all this uh, gay agenda that they're pushing so hard now, the media is pushing really hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Verse 6, therefore yeah, so my people... The 501c3 corporations, which are Judeo-Christian churches, cannot object to... Uh, they cannot teach biblical um, morality because the IRS won't let them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'd probably lose a lot of people, too. You know, I think a lot of these, a lot of these preachers, a lot of, they, <laughs> right. a lot of these preachers, I think they want to, you know, if, if you're, they're actually, it's like a, it's, they're like salesmen, really. And you, if you're a salesman, you have to appeal to as many people as possible. So you're not going to go in there and say, speak against homosexuality. If you know you've got homosexuals in there that are throwing shekels in the plate, you know. Right. You don't want to lose them. You want to make that money. It's all about money for them. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, and then, uh, you know, they're, they're Wiccans, and, uh, well, there's communists, uh, there's Jews. You know, they, they let all these people preach from the pulpit, and everything that Yahweh forbids. They allow just so they get more shekels in the baskets. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a business. Uh, Judeo-Christianity. Oh, I mean- business like like scripture tells us the love of money is the root of all evil that's where it comes from it's all about money verse 6 therefore my people shall know my name therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that does speak behold it is I how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bring good tidings that publishes published peace that brings good tidings of good that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye, when Yahweh shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem. For Yahweh has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. Again, not the city, but the people, Jerusalem. Right. Exactly, because because in fact, the city, uh, which verse is that again? Verse I, I looked away. It's uh, verse, verse nine. nine. Uh, yeah, because the literal city of Jerusalem has a curse under it, over it, That's right. around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus cursed it. He said, "I shall you, you shall not. This curse will be upon the city of Jerusalem." Until the inhabitants say, "Blessed is is he who come in the name of Yahweh," which by which he meant himself, and the city of Jerusalem, uh, as long as there's Jews there and Muslims there, uh, they're not going to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's still cursed. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> Verse ten: Yahweh has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence, touch no unclean thing, go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean that bear the vessels of Yahweh. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, 
for Yahweh will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your re-reward. <clears throat> Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The king shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Chapter 53, who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of Yahweh revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Of course, Surely, these are prophetic. These are prophetic verses of Christ. Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. At the uh, at the crucifixion at the crucifixion time, because mm-hmm. obviously uh, what he was considered a very uh, comely, that is beautiful man before his face was all bloodied, right? Mm-hmm. And, and before he had to wear the crown of thorns, and before his back was uh, rent with the uh, cat of nine tails. But uh, you know, this is talking about his um, uh, his passion and uh, the, everything he had to endure for us when he uh, went into his ministry, which is only the last three and a half years of his life. So the the first uh, twenty nine years are, are something of a mystery, uh, at least between uh, I guess uh, from age two uh, when he disappeared. And uh, age 29, those uh, nobody really knows where he went. So kinds of uh, speculation. He uh, apparently went to Britain. Uh, I think uh, actually it's 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 almost certain that he went to Britain. Some people speculate that he went to India and, and might have traveled all over the world, but uh, he didn't come back to Palestine until he was around 29. Okay. Mm-hmm. A good book to to read about his going to uh, to England is uh, Traditions of Glastonbury, written by Raymond Capt. I don't know if you okay you've probably heard of that, haven't you? Um, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard yeah. of it. I don't think I've read. It. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. I've got it, and um, talks about him uh, going to England. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Verse um, five. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and Yahweh has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off, cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. 
Now, if uh, if these verses are talking about Yahshua Messiah, who in the world are these verses talking about? Because the Jews, yeah, the Jews deny that these verses are referring to Jesus. What do they say? Do they say it's referring to? Uh, well, they don't know. Rabbi Shekel Grabber. Rabbi Shekel Grabber. That, that's who. <laughs> so, so this was all just made up, some made up person. Yeah, yeah. These, these verses don't mean anything. <laughs> Ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just skip those. We just won't go through those. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Verse 9 And he was. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it okay, now, the only, violence, the only violence he did was turning over the money tables. But I think in this violence, it means uh, injustice. Uh, what, uh, what's the Hebrew word there? Uh, let's see, which, which word are we talking about here? Violence in verse 9. Violence. Okay, let me get down to that. Yeah, because we found out, you know, in verses where it says that God does evil or created evil, uh, it didn't mean evil. It meant uh, catastrophe or judgment. Okay, so Yahweh doesn't do. He doesn't commit evil. He doesn't perform evil acts. Everything he does is just and true. Yeah, but but he does word. punish us. Mhm. Mhm. Go ahead. This this word uh, violence is um, by implication wrong, unjust gain, okay. cruelty, oh. uh, false injustice. injustice. Yeah, it's injustice, it's unrighteousness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's not a good translation. Has done uh, no violence. It should be injustice. Yeah. No unrighteous. Yeah. No injustice. That, that makes a lot more sense than violence. Hmm. <laughs> Verse 10, yet it pleased Yahweh to bruise him. He has put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He okay, shall... now let's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's consider the argument now that Yahweh and Yahshua are the same person. Okay. Which we've proven and, they're not uh, the same person over and yeah. over. Yeah, right. Now, th this verse here really does prove it. In, in the Old Testament, it proves it right here. Because it says, yet it pleased Yahweh to bruise him, that uh, the father bruised the son. I mean, and of course, the son accepted the responsibility. Okay. But we know that on the cross, he actually asked the father to take this cup from him. So if Yahshua and the, and the father are the same person, he would not need to ask. <laughs> he would right. just do it. Right. That's right. Okay. So this verse here is a, should be cross-referenced to um, Yahshua's statement on the cross, Father, take this cup from me. But, of course, he had to go through with it. And it says here that the Father made him do it. All right? And Yahweh accepted, the, and Yahshua accepted the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Okay? That he should be an offering for sin. Yeah, two separate people, no doubt. Either that or we serve a very schizophrenic God who loves to talk to himself. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I'll read it again, verse 10. Yet it pleased Yahweh to bruise him. He has put him to grief. 
when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of Yahweh shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, he's referring to the Messiah as his righteous servant. He's not serving himself. Messiah is serving him. Mm -hmm. Therefore, will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Chapter 54. And he's the intercessor. He he is not, uh, as the the churches falsely teach, with regard to Galatians 3.16, he has not been forgiven, because he is not, he is sinless, and therefore cannot have sinned, and is no... uh, does not stand in need of forgiveness. So the uh, you know, the Orthodox interpretation of Galatians 3.16 is just wrong, absolutely wrong. And it's due to the fact that the, the last word in Galatians 3.16 is capitalized Christ, when it should be a lowercase Christos, meaning the Israelites, the, 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 uh, the anointed people. Israel. Mm-hmm. That's what that verse really means. Okay. Yes, <laughs> lamb without blemish, Bruce. Thank you. And therefore, he is our intercessor. He was not forgiven at the cross. <laughs> he was the one who uh, permitted, who who um, made the forgiveness possible. That's that's what he's the one who made it, and he did not need to be forgiven for anything. So the next time you think you've had, you got it rough. <laughs> Consider yeah. what he had to go through on that right. cross. Yeah, and he voluntarily did it, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he didn't have to, but he did it because the Father wanted him to, and because he loves us. Mm-hmm. Two good reasons. <clears throat> Chapter fifty-four. Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith Yahweh. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Okay, and I think, uh, back to verse 1, it's it's saying... For more are the children of the desolate. We're still talking about Israelites here. Mm -hmm. He's saying many more Israelites have gone astray than have have stayed um, faithful to their husband, Yahweh. Wide is the the road that leads to hell, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> and the road is full of Israelites. <laughs> right? Yes, it. Unfortunately. Verse mm-hmm. 3, For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the nations, 
Amen. Desolate cities to be inhabited. Yes, and that's what we've done. And uh, they once again they translated it Gentiles here in verse three, which should be nations. Right. And certainly the Jews have never done anything like this. No, they just follow us around and, and think of ways to scam us. That's right. <clears throat> so the Jews have never fulfilled this prophecy, so they can't be Israel. They don't fulfill any prophecy, except, no, no. Um, well, there's Obadiah 18. I guess they fulfill that one, though. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's be... uh, the prophecies of es- Esau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we know they're going to be destroyed. That's that right. Prophecy will be fulfilled. It hasn't been fulfilled yet, but it will be. Mm-hmm. Verse 4, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the name of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. For thy maker is thine husband, Yahweh of hosts is his name, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. For Yahweh has called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth. When thou wast refused, saith thy God. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. Okay, so Israel is not not totally destroyed as... um, the Jews say about the ten lost tribes, okay, uh, Israel is still alive and well, at least in the, in the flesh, not necessarily in the spirit. But, uh, you know, there are some who are alive in the spirit as well. So um, for a moment, in other words, when he divorced us and cast us into the wilderness, he, you know, he, he put us out there and did forsake us for a while, but he fully intends to redeem us, and he, the first part of it took place at the first advent. And then there's still a second uh, part of this redemption to take place, which will include the restoration of our bodies to a, a immortal state. Okay, So uh, the great mercies are still due to us, and he will gather us. He's talking about all 12 tribes. He's not talking about Jews. He's talking mm-hmm. about all 12 tribes. You know, speaking of the twelve tribes and the Jews, say they just what they claim they just vanished, huh? They just disappeared. Right. No one knows what happened to them. That's, yes. that's, that's kind of like that's kind of like there in chapter fifty-three with that uh, the prophecy of Christ. They just oh, that's not Christ. We just that's just some some man, some yes. some made up person. <laughs> so <laughs> some Hindu or Buddhist, right? <laughs> <laughs> That well, you know, very few people know anything about. <laughs> <clears throat> Verse eight: In a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee. Say if you always die, redeemer. Yeah, from his perspective, it's a little wrath. <laughs> from our perspective, it's blood and guts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Verse 9, for this is as the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, 
Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith Yahweh, that has mercy on thee. Yes, but his mercy is always dependent upon our um, repentance. Oh, it's conditional, no doubt. Conditional. All the promises as well. I mean, all the covenants and promises are conditional. Um, we got to do our part, yeah. you know. Yeah. Verse 11, Out of thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires. And I will make thy widows of gates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all thy borders what? of pleasant stones. Uh, did you say widows or windows? <laughs> it sounded uh, like you said widows. Did I, I? I meant to say windows, and I will make yeah. my windows of a gate. And my, okay. Maybe I did say widows. I, it should have been windows. <laughs> yeah. That makes a big difference. <laughs> right. And all thy children shall be taught of, the, of Yahweh, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Uh, that day right, is coming. Not here yet, but it's coming. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. So we know who's going to be falling, because we know who's gathering against us. That's right. Behold, I have created the smith that blows the coals in the fire and that brings forth an instrument for his work. I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Amen. The heritage of the servants of Yahweh, and their righteousness is of me, saith Yahweh. So we Very see good. that they're not, they're not, we're going to win in the long run. Yes. We're going to win. We're just going to have to go through a lot of um, uh, wrath, as he calls it. Tri- little tri- wrath in verse tri- 8. Tribulation, yeah. Tribulation, yeah. It's not going to be fun. But um, Just think back to what uh, Yahshua endured, and he didn't say a word, right? He was exactly uh, really... Uh, no. And, and scourged and never said a word. Right, right. But I'm <laughs> complaining. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. Enough of this already, Yahweh. Put an end to it. No more. So get rid of those monsters already. Those Edomites and Canaanites and Khazars. Had enough? You know, Tired of it. Book. Such a small percentage of the population, though they really—you got to hand it to them—they are. <laughs> oh geniuses, man! Really, they're very smart people. Uh, I mean, to be able yeah. to dupe us like they do, you know. For for a little Jew, he he's got ten to the one millionth power of evil. Accomplished, <laughs> <laughs> amazing, even more than than Einstein could figure. <laughs> <laughs> E equals MC squared. That's how much Jews, that's how much evil the Jews can come up with. Mm-hmm. At them. Yeah. And they know how to use these other races to, to get us, too. I mean, oh, man. You know, they just pure, play a pure minute like a fiddle. Yep. <clears throat> First, uh, chapter two. Fiddle, <laughs> fiddle around the roof. Fiddling with all the races. Yeah. <laughs> 
chapter 55. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that has no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. I don't think it's talking about the wine that we're thinking of. It's talking about this word, right? Hmm. Well, yeah, Where, exactly. Yeah. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Well, now it's just, it's a very verse one is a very interesting verse, and it's telling us that the truth will be um, dispensed for free. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We're not charging yeah. for this, <laughs> right? That's right. But if you, That's right. If you want information from the Jews, you got to buy it. Mm-hmm. I could see a Jew doing a show like this. He'd be charging for, <laughs> for episode. <laughs> Verse 3, incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of Yahweh thy God. And okay, to the whole well, of Israel. Yeah, and that's what the... Here, all of the uh, non-whites in the world, the refugees... Uh, uh, let's discount the, the recent influx of refugees because these are manipulated by the Jews. But the ones who have come to America and to Europe over the centuries have come to us because of our prosperity and because of the peace and the uh, and the openness of our society. That's why they come, because they never had anything like that with their own people, and they never can. <laughs> they never can. Mm-hmm. Because their own people, like the Muslims, Islam is a very oppressive religion, very oppressive. I mean, for example, the women are the slaves of their husbands, and their husbands can do virtually anything they want to them and mm-hmm. uh, even stone them to death, even though they've not done nothing wrong. And, uh, you know, and the blacks and the Asians, they're all very oppressive cultures, very mm-hmm. So uh, that's why they've come to white society because they they know that they can experience what freedom is in our countries. But the more of them come to our country, the less freedom there is mm-hmm. because our countries become like their countries when there's too many of them, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's why we have to remain separate. And then uh, the, the best of their culture are supposed to lead them and rule over them and do the best they can with their own race. We, we have no obligation whatsoever to feed the rest of the world to, and to accept their refugees when their own leadership is responsible for this refugee status, okay? They're the ones who should be, uh, you know, eliminated. And uh, instead of us taking refugees, the, the leadership of these countries should be eliminated and uh, decent leaders put in their places. That's what should happen. Mm-hmm. Rather than you know, because that's what's causing the refugee problem in the first place. Okay. Yeah. 
But of course, today, we, we know that the Jews are creating all these refugees by attacking these countries. So they attack Syria and create a bunch of refugees, and these Syrians now come to Europe looking, you know, looking for food, water, asylum, etc., etc. Okay, well, there wouldn't be any refugees if the Jews weren't attacking these countries. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's saying, I've, I've read articles, though, that a lot of these, quote, refugees aren't really war-torn refugees. Yeah, They're people right. looking for a yeah. handout, you know. Right. <laughs> As usual, going, going to the white man, right. go live yeah. in the white man's country and, and milk him for all you can get, you know. Right. Yeah, the real refugees don't have bus fare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw uh, many pictures that looked like like 90% of the people were, you know, men 20 to 40 years old, you know. Yeah. Where are all these uh, women and children that are, you know. Right. Yeah, they left them behind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, verse 6. Seek ye Yahweh while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto Yahweh, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith Yahweh. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall well, go out with joy. If he prophesies something, it will happen. It's going to happen. You can bank on it. Yeah. Verse 12, For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Of course, trees is metaphorical for people here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Verse but even 13, nature will... Even nature will, you know, because yeah, right now, nature yeah. is suffering from the Jewish, the Jewish onslaught. It is, yeah, that's a good point. Right. Verse, verse thirteen: Instead of the thorn shall, instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to Yahweh for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Okay, so it will happen. (laughs) Let's not lose faith in spite of our uh, lack of patience, right? It is coming. We know that it has to be done his way, but I think our prayers, just as Moses, when he prayed to Yahweh, Yahweh uh, consented, okay? If we pray hard enough, he will uh, end this thing earlier than than anticipated, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's still up to him, uh, but our, I, I know he hears our prayers, and he can do it. If he, uh, there's no reason why he can't judge the Jews earlier than the assigned date. <laughs> right? Okay? Only he knows so, that assigned date. He, he's the only one yeah. that knows it. But 
Uh, yeah, yeah we got to be patient. Who knows? Very good. All right. All right. Well, uh, we will um, continue with Chapter 56 next week. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. We're almost done uh, we are with almost Isaiah. Done. Couple more weeks. Yep. And uh, okay. Now I'm going to be traveling again toward the end of the month. Okay. But take my uh, laptop with me, and hopefully I'll be able to do shows on the road. Okay. And uh, you know, so we'll, we won't. Uh, we'll just go ahead and schedule the shows. Um, but if there's a problem, you know, I'll have to let you know. Okay. Okay. That works. All right. All right. Very good. All right, okay, brother. All right. We will talk to you next week. Okay. Okay. Good night. Okay. Oh, by the way, Leroy, Dan is inviting you to the feast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm I what did I just say? I got, the, I got it backwards. Dan, Leroy is inviting you to the feast. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.